Well, hey, welcome back to Roots Week 3, talking about and diving into uh, the root of our belief this week. And so, talked last week about uh, being called and created to be, and the belief and the reality is, is that if we'll just be who God created us to be, we'll do what He created us to do. And so, um, Genesis 126 says, God, God said, let us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, let us, the Godhead, make man in our image, according to our likeness, not physical, but a spiritual personality and moral likeness. This is the amplified version. So then God's saying He wanted us to and created us to be like Him, to be linked to Him spiritually, not just physical, but to be, um, but a spiritual personality and moral likeness. So then your relationship with God, really the big question we're going to start off with is, is in your relationship with God, who do you believe first? Who do you believe first? A couple of questions like this today. Um, do you believe in you first or do you believe in God first? And so we had a staff meeting earlier this week and we were talking about the delay being time for development in our lives and, and how, um, how really our life, even though we love to get on the super highway and get on a six lane highway and just weave in and out of traffic and, and merge over right before the off ramp um, because we've got stuff to do and, and everything that we have to do is way more important than, than all the traffic behind us. And so how many are thankful for you know, the six-lane superhighway, the four-lane highway or interstate or whatever you want to call it. And so when we um, are talking about um, really life is like a two-lane road and it's, it's just one, it's just, it's a yellow, yellow divided line and you can pass if you want, but really when you get behind that person who's slowing you down and kind of making you wait a little bit, that's really, excuse me, that's really time for development. It's really time for um, God to do something, to orchestrate something ahead so then when you get there, it's, it's done for you. And we don't like that because we're impatient. And we're impatient, so we go ahead and, and some of us flip our blinker on, some of us don't, right? And I'm, I'm 50-50, okay, just depends on where I'm at. And so in all that, put our blinker on and we go to get by. Well, then we're in oncoming traffic and we start experiencing you know, setbacks and, and, and struggle, right? And it's because this is God's lane. And, and we're not meant to, to be in this lane, even though we want to be impatient and, and go around this person. Who knows what's coming? Only God. And so then in trusting God or trusting ourselves, we, we lean to ourselves because it's, it's us in the here and the now. We forget that God's omnipresent. And He's always with us, right? And so then... Um, you want your relationship with God to grow, and if it's ever going to grow, you have to believe Him first. That means being willing to wait, right? Being patient, being able to sit in a delay. And the reality is the Bible says that God is the first and the last. He's the Alpha and the Omega. It says He's the author and the finisher of your faith, and we're going to come full circle to that. And that means that God believed you to, to believe, God created you to believe in Him first, God created to believe in Him first above anything else. And so when we look at uh, Genesis 2, uh, 15 through 17, just a little bit further ahead, it says, So, the, so the, the Lord God took the man that He had made and settled him in the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and to keep it. He gave him the garden. He gave Adam and Eve the garden. He gave it to them. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, You may freely, unconditionally eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, but only the tree of the knowledge, recognition of good and evil, Shall you not eat otherwise on that day that you eat from it, you shall most certainly die because of your disobedience. Now, this is the amplified version. So then I put the word wine here, and it's good to write that down. For 
for the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die because of your disobedience. Why does death come? Why is separation happen? Because of our disobedience. And so then what we see in the garden is the tree of life, right? And the tree of death. And this is early now. This is, this is early in creation. And God says, please don't eat that tree. He says, if you eat that tree, you'll die. And God only wanted Adam and Eve to believe him. That's all he wanted was for them to say, huh, this guy did create us. I mean, we do have life because of him. And he did give us paradise here on earth. And so then we should believe him. We should believe him, right? Right? And all God's asking for is trust. And isn't every great relationship built on trust? When we talk about relationship, the people you have relationship with are those you trust. The people that you don't trust, you don't have relationship with. You just don't. And so then it's trust before love. And we just don't like to say that. We don't like to throw out the big trust word, big trust. We like to assume it's there though. And we skip right to love because love is about feelings and emotions. And we skip right over the trust. And God never wanted Adam and Eve to learn through distrust. God didn't want Adam and Eve to learn by falling. He never wanted them to fail. It wasn't about, hey, I'm going to put this tree here so you die. It wasn't that. God only wanted them to believe him. And so he didn't want them to learn by, by falling. He wanted them to learn by faith. They're trusting him and they're trusting him first. And so then when he said, don't eat that tree, you will die. Their response should have been, I believe you. You've given me no reason not to believe you, right? I believe you. And why shouldn't they? Why shouldn't they? There's really no reason, right? We know what happens, right? It's the same thing that happens today. The enemy shows up and he wants your belief too. He wants, he wants your belief too, right? And so then he says, don't believe him, believe me. And he lies and he says, what does he say? God's holding out on you. He's keeping something from you, right? If you believe me, you'll know everything. If you believe me, you'll live. But the same thing is true of what God is saying. Hey, you can have this whole thing. Don't eat that tree and you'll live. And the enemy comes and says, eat that tree and you'll live, right? And, and in all that, remember Satan says, if he says, if you'll eat that tree, you'll be like God. That's, he doesn't want you to do that. Well, if you go back to Genesis 126, we know that God created us like him. So we were already like God. We were already like God. And so Satan uses um, what God had said to blind or to trick Adam and Eve. And he lies. He lies. And he'll lie every time and every chance he can, right? And so it's the same struggle that people have with happiness, right? If I sin, I'll be more happy. If I'll just have another drink, smoke, look at another picture, call another, who cares, do, if I'll just do this, I'll be happy. No, that's false. You're already happy. You're already happy. Happy is a choice. It's a choice you get to make every single day. Happy comes from the word blessed. Blessed in the Bible, you find it in Ephesians. Ephesians says we've already been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. We already have it. So it's ours. So then the only way to get to the place of being unhappy, unhappy and disconnecting your relationship with God is you've begun to believe little lies along the way. 
And now we need something to perk us up because we've started our belief lacks and there's breaks in the chain. And I believe this and I believe this and I believe this, but, but the world culture society is, is telling me I shouldn't believe that anymore and telling me I should change this. I shouldn't believe that. So, so then we just pick and choose our beliefs. I believe that God said that and that's good. And I'm going to keep to that. And so there's breaks in our belief and, and it's not that God wants you to have a bad experience, by the way. God didn't want Adam and Eve to believe by a bad experience. He wanted them to believe by faith, right? Because of the relationship that they had, because of the trust that he thought he had established. There's an old saying that says, experience is the best teacher. Heard this before. You lose, use it a lot in sports. And the reality is, that is false. Experience is not the best teacher. We like to say that, those of us who've came through it, right? And we go, that's good for you. It builds character. It's going to make you a man or, you know, whatever. But the reality is experience is a crappy teacher. It's a crappy teacher. It's mean. It's unforgiving, right? And experience is the most horrible teacher. Faith, faith is the best teacher. Trust in God is the best teacher, right? Belief in God is the best teacher. Belief in God is where the good is, right? And so how can I say that? How can I say that? Because as a dad, and, and I would speak for almost, I could speak for every parent. I think every parent that has a heart and a love for their kids, okay? Not to get ugly, but I mean, there's some people who just don't want to be parents and my heart breaks for that human being. But, but I can say that because as a dad, I don't want my kids to experience anything negative, right? Who in their right mind would want their kids to experience something bad from, from, from bike crashes to drugs and everything between? No parent wants their kid to experience trauma. Every parent just really wants their kid to believe them. I mean, that's my, that's my hope. That's our prayer as we parent our kids is that, that Oscar and Kaz and Lainey and Axton and our soon-to-be fourth son coming in April would believe us, would believe us. That's our hope. Cass is our second born. He's crazy. He already concerns me as a driver. He's nine. He's nine. He hears a car drive by. We're out, and he sees, and he's like, I bet that, Dad, that thing is fast. He can hear it. He can hear it. And I'm like, it sure is. Now, I don't want Cass to experience a car crash for him to learn that he needs to drive slow and be cautious. I want him to believe me. Now, every time he hears a car go by that's a little bit loud, what does he get? All of a sudden his foot gets heavy and he wants to go drive whatever he can right now, right? I just want him to believe me that, hey bro, you're gonna have to be cautious. You're gonna have to obey the speed limit signs. And yeah, there's going to be times where you're going to test it. And, and I understand, but you can't drive like a bat out of hell. You can't be crazy. You can't be crazy, right? Why? Why do I want him to just believe me? Because I've experienced multiple car crashes. None of them fun. Okay. <laughs> None of them fun. And so then Axton a couple weeks ago, there's a hot, this is how he learned to say the word hot, right? Hot pan of cookies. Who doesn't want a hot cookie? 
are like, hey man, it's hot, I'm holding him. Don't touch. It's hot, 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 right? He touches it. Ah, man. He burns his little finger, breaks my heart. He just leaned over. It wasn't like I was being careless. Starts crying, kissing his finger, telling him it's okay. Now what? Anytime he sees steam, I didn't ever want him to burn his finger. Never. Never. I just wanted him to believe me when I told him the pain was hot, right? And this is the same thing that your Heavenly Father wants from you. He just wants a belief. And the reality is your relationship has to be rooted in this belief, in your belief. Your belief. Because without trust, there's no belief. And with no belief, there is no relationship. And so God's always wanted His people to believe Him. That's it. Just believe Him. And the fact that we're here in 2022 in the shape that we're in says a lot about where we are as a people and our belief in God, right? So let's look at a few scriptures to back this up. This is going to be Old Testament, New Testament. We're just talking about God's heart, His desire for, our, for us to believe in Him. This is Numbers 1411 it says this, Then the Lord said to Moses, How long will these people treat me disrespectfully and reject me? And how long will they not believe in me despite all the miraculous signs which I have performed among them? Deuteronomy 132 says, Yet in spite of his word, you did not trust, that is, confidently rely on and believe the Lord your God. Again in Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 32, this is big. And when the Lord sent you from uh, Kadesh Barnea, saying, Go up and take possession of the land which I have given you, then you rebelled against the command of the Lord your God and did not believe and rely on him, nor did you obey his voice. And the only reason, the only reason that we ever rebel or do not obey is because we do not believe. This is the root right here. The thing we're trying to identify today is this. You can stamp it on Deuteronomy 9, 32. It says this, Then you rebelled against the command of the Lord your God and did not believe and rely on Him, nor did you obey His voice. The only reason we ever rebel or do not obey is because we do not believe. Hmm, I believe about 70% of that, but 30% I'm unsure of, so I'm just going to go my way, okay? And the reason we rebel, the reason we disobey, the reason we get separated is because we do not believe. Second Chronicles 20, 20 says, Believe in and trust the Lord your God, and you will be established, secure. Believe in and trust in His prophets, and you will succeed. You want to be secure? You want to be succeed? Trust and believe. Trust and believe. Now let's look at the New Testament. This is huge. Um, this is John chapter 3, and we all know John 3, 16. But I want to look a little bit before and a little bit after, and I just want to talk to you about God's heart, His heart for you to believe, and His heart for you to believe Him at His Word. God's Word is universal. It's unchanging. It applies to the entire human race. And so then, John chapter 3, verse 12. If I told you earthly things, that is, things that might happen right here on earth, and you do not believe me, how will you believe and trust me if I tell you heavenly things? No one has gone up into heaven, but there is one who came down from heaven, the Son of Man himself, whose home is in heaven. Just as Moses lifted up the bronze serpent in the desert on a pole, so must the Son of Man be lifted up on a cross, so that whoever believes in him, so that whoever believes in him will have eternal life after physical death and will actually live forever. Love the Amplified Version. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he gave, that he even gave his only 
his one and only begotten Son, so that whoever believes in and trusts in him as Savior shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge and condemn the world, that is, not to initiate the final judgment of the world. He didn't send him for that. But that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes and has decided to trust him as personal Savior and Lord is not judged, for there is one, there is, for this one, there is no judgment, no rejection, no condemnation. But the one who does not believe and has decided to reject him, disobey, rejection, as personal Savior, is judged already. That one has been convicted and sentenced because he has not believed and trusted in the name of the one and the only begotten Son of God, the one who's truly unique, the one, the only one of his kind, the one who alone can save him. And so then, God is only ever after our heart and our belief. John 3.36 says, He who believes and trusts in the Son and accepts Him as Savior has eternal life that is already possesses it. He already possesses it. But he who does not believe in the Son and chooses to reject Him, disobeying Him and denying Him as Savior, will not see eternal life, but instead the wrath of God hangs over Him continually. And then finally, John 6, 29, Jesus said this, This is the work of God that you believe, adhere to, trust in, rely on, and have faith in the one whom he has sent. Believe, believe, believe. God has always ever only wanted us to believe and to believe him first. This is the root of our relationship with him. It's our belief. It's our belief. And the thing is, is some people say, well, Dusty, I believed for me. 1997 was the day that I can say I believed. But if that's the only day that I ever believed, I'm not in good shape right now. I believed back then and, and I, I remember that day and, and memory is your motivation. Man, you got to have that day and you should celebrate that day. It's the day that you became a heavenly citizen, right? And so then it has to be in your heart and it has to be believing your belief, the root of your belief and believing is a process. It's not a one-time decision. It's not a one-day thing. It's an everyday thing. And like I mentioned earlier, we talked about God being the first and the last. Romans 10, 9 through 13 says, because, because and by the way, this is one of the most powerful um, segments of Scripture in the whole Bible. This really locks in your belief. It, this is what we talked about going from unsaved to saved and believing in Jesus. This is it. Romans 10, 9 through 13, because if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognizing his power, authority, and majesty as God, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, a person believes. For with the heart, a person believes. And he believes in Christ as Savior, resulting in his justification. That is being made righteous, being freed of the guilt and the sin, and made acceptable to God. And with the mouth, he acknowledges and confesses his faith openly, resulting in and confirming his salvation. Thank God. And I love Romans 10, 10 there in the Amplified Version. You should highlight that. This is what we believe every day. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him, whoever adheres to, trusts in, and relies on him, will not be disappointed in his expectations. For there is no distinction between Jew and Gentile, for the same Lord is Lord over all of us, and he is abounding in riches, which are blessings. What? Happiness, right? Happiness for all who can, for all who call on him 
in faith and prayer. Verse 13, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord in prayer will be saved. They will be saved. They will not do saved, by the way. Remember, God created you to be first. Your relationship is a process. Believing is a process. Salvation is a gift from God to you. You're saved by grace through faith. So this is a grace gift to you. You've been graciously gifted, right? You're not saved by your works or by your effort. And to say that you are is to go against scripture. It's another time, another message, another series. You are saved by grace. John 20, 31 says, But these have been written so that you may believe with a deep abiding trust that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed, the Son of God, and that by believing and trusting and relying on Him, you may have life in His name. You may have life in His name. 1 John 5, 13 says, These things I have written to you, to you who believe. Come on, here we are. To you who believe in the, in the name of the Son of God, which represents all that Jesus Christ is and does so that you will know with settled and absolute knowledge and that you will continue to believe. So you will believe and you will continue to believe. Now, believing that God is the beginning and the end, that he is the first and the last, and we are to believe in him first and we're to believe in him last. And and, and when we do that, we believe in him in the in-between too, right? We're to take him at his word because his word is true. And he says we can trust it. And he says he'll never let us down in it. And so we've talked and discussed about uh, believing Him first and last. And here's the distinction between those two. Believing Him first is how we receive eternal life. It's Romans 10, 9, and 10. We just talked about it. Believing Him last is how you receive and you walk in abundant life. This is how we walk in abundant life. If we say, if we, if we, say we believed Him first and we go back to that day, So for me, 25 years ago now, 25 years ago, I believed. But if I'm not currently believing, then I'm not seeing God's fruit in my life. I'm not seeing that, you know, Jesus says, I have come so you may have life and have it abundantly. I'm not walking and living in the abundance that God has for me because I'm not currently believing. I'm living on and walking on and moving in a belief that I had 25 years ago. That's, that's great. And that's super powerful and super important that I had that day. But if I didn't have a day like that today, if I'm not believing today, then I'm not walking in that belief, if that makes sense. And so then, here's the difference. There are many believers who truly believed they received Jesus, they are saved, but they're not living abundantly because they failed to continue to believe God in some area of their life. God is not a God of take what you like and leave what you don't. Twist it and make it say what you wish, whatever makes you feel better, okay? There's a big difference in holding God to his word and choosing to walk away from it. And to hold him at his word means you must continue believing. And a lot of times that's pretty trying for for us. And because it's trying and instead of holding him to his word and believing in it, We just simply stop believing. We just walk away. I'll come back at Christmas. Okay, everybody be excited to see me at Christmas. And the truth is, whatever area in your life that you're not believing God in is an area that you're not experiencing all of His goodness in. Whatever area in your life that you're not believing God in is an area that you're not experiencing all of His goodness in. He's the first and the last. 
He's the beginning and the end. Your relationship with him must be rooted in this belief, right? I believe in him first. I will believe in him last. That means I will believe in him always, right? And nobody is going to sway me or tell me or take me different. I'm rooted. It's part of holding fast that we've been talking about. I believe Hebrews 12 2. And I want to challenge you to be and do the same today. I want to challenge you to uh, believe the same today. Here's what it says. Looking away from all the distractions or from all that distracts us and focusing our eyes on who is the author and perfecter of our faith, the first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity. Maturity comes with consistency as we continue to believe. It means we're believing who for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him endured the cross, disregarding the shame, and set down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority, and the completion of his work. Let me ask you this. We're wrapping this thing up. Who has the last word in your life? Have you ever thought about this? Who has the last word in your life? This goes back to the two-lane traffic thing we talked about earlier where do you believe God or do you believe yourself? Who has the last word? Who has the last word when you are deciding on if you're going to stay married or not? Who has the last word in that? Who has the last word when it comes to lying? Who has the last word when it comes to stealing, cheating? Who has the last word when it comes to looking at things you don't need to be looking at? Who has the last word? Who has the last word when, when it comes to deciding if you're going to be part of the church? Serving, giving, outreach, etc. Who has the last word in your life? Is it you or is it God? If it's you who has the last word, you're not living in the abundance or all that God has for you. You're living in all that you have for you. Jesus said, I've come so you can have life abundantly. It takes a relationship and a trust and a constant belief. It takes us continually believing to have that, to have that abundance. And you can say you believe then, and that's good. And again, I'm happy for you. But if you're not believing right now, you're not experiencing all that God has for you. And that's a lot of people's rub right now with faith, the church, their belief, reading, prayer, all that stuff is is they're not currently believing. At some point along the way, there are breaks in the chain. They're believing some things, but not the whole thing. God's on the first and the last. Craig Rochelle says it like this. He says, you can have control or you can have growth, but you can't have both. And so many people want control of their life. They want to have the last word. They want to have the last word. And so then they're stuck. And they keep repeating the same grade over and over, the same level of life, the same problem, the same issues. They're continually battling those things because of their lack of belief, because they like that control. They're not willing to get outside of that comfort zone and say, okay, God, I'm going to trust you with this here this time. I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to believe that you're going to come through, and I'm going to see you move in a mighty way in my life because, because I believe you, because I believe you, and I'm going to believe you today, and I'm going to believe you tomorrow. And so then what today is all about and what God has you here for today, it's intentional, 
is to get you to see or to get you to believe what he's revealing to you today about where you are in your belief. What's God saying to you today? Not what did he say 20 years ago, right? I mean, I think everybody can go back to the day they, they, they made the decision to follow. And remember, you can probably remember how it smells. What about today? What about today? Will you believe in him today? Will you believe him for your health? Will you believe him for your finances? Will you believe him for your marriage? Will you believe him today? And will you keep believing in him? I say it all the time. Will you keep believing him? Period. It's a process. Let me ask you this. Here's your I already know your answer. Do you believe that God can work a miracle? Do you believe that God is a God of miracles? Do you believe that God can work a miracle? Yes or no? Yes. Of course you do. Because you don't know what I'm going to ask you next. Now, do you believe God can work a miracle in your marriage? So many people have given up on that. Do you believe God can work a miracle in your family? Well, Dusty, you just don't know. God does. But didn't you just say you believe that God could work a miracle? Do you believe God can work a miracle in your finances? So you know the habits. Spending habits, whatever they are. You know the credit card debt. You know the bills. You know all of it. So when I say, do you believe God can work a miracle? You're like, yeah. In your finances? I'm not sure he can dig me in that hole. In your marriage? I'm not sure he can. You're not believing then. You're not believing. Do you believe God can work a miracle for your future? Everything rises and falls on our belief. Low-level beliefs, I'm saying this for the first time, low-level beliefs are going to get you low-level results. Ah, I knew better than to believe in that anyways. Why are we not holding God to his, to his standard? Why are we not holding God to his word? Why are we not standing on what he said? Why are we not living our lives this way? We've lowered the bar so low that we're all tripping over it. We are. It's our lack of belief. Ah, I believe back then. Believe now. Believe now. If you will only believe God can do and God will do such a miracle in your life that you will not understand or even be able to recognize the situation or the circumstance that you're in. If you will believe. This really comes back to the garden. It's how we started. It's the difference between the two voices, right? Believe and live or believe and die. Believe God. Believe yourself, right? One saying, believe me. The other saying, ah, he's not telling the truth. Can't trust him. And God's saying, believe me. Just like a mom or dad says to their son, and I hope, my prayer is, I hope, I hope that you will believe me. Everyone has a choice to make today. And whether you're podcasting or, or with me on YouTube, wherever you're at, you have a decision when you leave today, when you shut this off, are you going to believe? 
And that same decision is going to hit you in the morning again because you're going to have the same choice. You're going to have the same chance. Will you continue to believe? And if you do choose to believe, and if you believe in every area, you eliminate the broken links in your chain of your belief, you're going to experience God's goodness in every area of your life. And you're going to take your next step in your relationship with Him finally. Finally, you're going you're gonna to move forward in your faith with Him and your relationship with Him. And your roots are going to go a little bit deeper and you're going to be a little bit stronger and you're going to see God work on your behalf again if, if you will believe. That's the root of your relationship. To eliminate the breaks and believe and continue to believe. Father, we love you. Thanks so much for today, for the opportunity to share, Lord, the root of our belief, Lord, the root of our relationship, what this comes down to when it comes to us walking in unison with you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that your word is true, that we can trust it, we can stand on it, Lord, that it is universal, it's unchanging, it applies to every single human being that bleeds red and has ears to hear and eyes to see. Father God, I ask you to help people do that. Thank you that we leave different. Thank you that we leave locked in to a belief, Lord. Help those of us who are at a one to go to a two, Lord, to move forward in our faith with you. Thank you, Lord, for wisdom, for direction, for insight, for guidance, for those who need resources, who need help, who need prayer, Lord, I ask that you would help them to be um, bold enough and confident enough to follow up with me. Thank you, Lord, for all that you are to us. Lord, thank you for walking alongside of us, for going before us, for being behind us, for preparing our way, Father God, and for protecting us as we go. We love you. We thank you for our families. We thank you for our friends. We thank you for your health, Lord. We love you for an awesome time. Thank you for a message that changes lives. Thank you for the gospel of Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen.